Welcome to the Finding True Health Podcast. Are you ready to reject diet culture without rejecting your health? Do you want to feel a sense of peace around food and your body while also creating habits that will help you feel your best each day? Hey, I'm Jenna, a registered dietitian, a committed follower of Jesus Christ, and a middle-aged mom. Not long ago, I felt like I was at war with my body. I believed I needed to reach some arbitrary goal weight to be healthy and happy. But one day, God helped me realize that I was focused on the wrong thing. So I began to treat my body with the love and respect it deserves through both my thoughts and my actions. And that new focus has made all of the difference. Now I love helping other women find true health for themselves so they can enjoy more energy, better moods, and greater peace in their own lives. I'm excited to get started, so let's dive in. Hey friends, I need to start this podcast with a quick apology. I went to upload my episode for what I thought was going to be this week and noticed that my episode from what was supposed to be last week never ended up getting uploaded. I uploaded it and I guess there was a glitch somewhere down the line and so it never went live. So I'm so sorry that this episode did not go out last week like it was supposed to. I try really hard to be consistent to post every week or at least to let you know if I'm not going to post for some reason. And that was a technical mistake that I wish I would have caught sooner. But without further ado, I now bring you this slightly belated episode. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Ready or not, here come the holidays, right? (laughs) I feel like the day after Halloween is kind of when the holiday season starts really ramping up, which is exciting for many Maybe it brings a little anxiety for many others, <laughs> but I hope you're enjoying the season so far. Today, we're going to be talking about tracking food. We're not necessarily going to get into tracking calories in this episode. I'm in, I have an episode planned in the near future where, where I'm going to touch on that, but I want to just talk about generally tracking what you eat. Is it helpful? Is it harmful? I happen to feel like this is one of those areas that isn't completely black and white. There's a lot of gray here, but we definitely need to be aware of the pros and cons before making any decisions around tracking food because food tracking can be a dangerous and really slippery slope. It can lead to a lot of issues, eating disorders, obsession around food, lots of issues that we're going to get into here in a minute, but I do personally feel like there are certain situations where food tracking could be helpful. So we're going to do a little pros and cons list here. We're actually going to start with the cons and the reasons why I feel like food tracking is dangerous and not always helpful or necessary. And then we'll jump into some situations that I think it could be a pro to track your food for a little while. So let's go ahead and jump into those cons. First of all, a lot of times when people are tracking their food, they get really focused and fixated on numbers, on how many calories they're getting, grams of macronutrients, maybe grams of sugar or protein or salt or fat, and they can get so hyper-focused on these numbers that they miss the bigger picture of their overall health. I think it's far more important to be focused on healthy eating behaviors, creating healthy habits, overall skills like meal planning and finding ways to make healthful foods taste delicious and things like that. Those things are so much more important than numbers. 
And again, we're going to get more into the actual number tracking and things like that in that episode in a few weeks. But it's really hard when tracking food to not get fixated on those numbers. It's also hard to be accurate. It's hard and frankly a huge pain to get the exact measurements of the foods you're eating, the exact serving sizes, the apps that a lot of people use to track food. A lot of times their calorie amounts are flawed and not super accurate. So oftentimes you might think you're getting one thing when that food actually contains something quite different. Also, tracking food can really discourage variety and flexibility. It can be a really big pain to figure out the nutrition information and, again, the serving sizes and recording all of that. And so a lot of times what I see is people tend to eat the same foods over and over to minimize the work that it takes to figure all of those things out. They might already know, okay, a slice of toast and two eggs and a glass of milk is already recorded in my tracking app, so I'll just have that again this morning so I don't have to enter a bunch of new foods. Or I'll just keep my dinner really simple so I don't have to plug in all the different ingredients that went into making that homemade soup or whatever it is. Frankly, tracking food can be a huge pain. It takes a lot of time and effort and mental capacity. A lot of times it just adds unneeded stress to your life and it can be super tedious to write down every little thing that you're eating throughout the day. A lot of times I ask people to think, what else could you be doing with that time and that effort and that brain power that you're spending right now on tracking food? Are there more meaningful things that you want to be doing with that time? And because it can be such a pain and so tedious, tracking food is really, in my opinion, not a sustainable behavior. Can you really see yourself tracking every single meal you eat and every snack you put in your mouth for the rest of your life? I just feel like this is not a long-term solution to trying to live a healthy, fulfilled life. I'm not saying it's impossible, and I know there are people out there who have literally been tracking everything they eat for decades now, but again, if, if there are other options for creating a healthy life without tracking I think most people would opt for that option instead. Tracking food really tends to promote diet mentality. It's easy to become hyper-focused around what you're eating, maybe a little obsessive. It can create a lot of anxiety and fear around eating. It's easy to lose out on a lot of the joy of eating when you're required to write everything down. And it's easier to make food choices without taking hunger and cravings and personal food preferences into account when making those choices. And as we know, getting sucked into and stuck in diet mentality can often lead to disordered eating. It might surprise you to know that I actually went through a period of tracking all of my food for a while. This was before my intuitive eating journey began. And at the time, I didn't realize that food tracking was a form of dieting. Basically, since I was in school getting my degree in dietetics, I knew that diets were harmful and weren't sustainable and led to a lot of issues. So I've really stayed away from diets pretty much my whole life. But there was a period after my fourth child was born when, of course, I was unhappy with my postpartum body. I wanted to lose weight. And these food tracking apps were pretty new. And I thought they were kind of cool. And I thought, hey, maybe I'll try these out. And a lot of these apps will, at the beginning, have you type in your goals, your weight loss goals, and your current weight, and and when you want to reach that goal, and then it'll spit out a number for how many calories you should be eating a day. 
And so I got my calorie goal and I started tracking everything I ate. And I did this for probably a few months. I can't remember how many calories I was shooting for a day, but I'm sure I was under eating. But I did start losing weight. I was thrilled. I thought, oh, this food tracking idea is amazing. But after a few months, I found myself trying to get fewer and fewer calories every day. I tried to see how low I could get that number. And and I just started noticing some of these disordered eating tendencies and thoughts creep up. And I hadn't struggled with disordered eating really since my early 20s. And so I recognized the warning signs pretty early and decided I needed to be done with tracking. And not only that, I was frankly really sick of tracking all of my food. It was a huge pain. And I knew that that's not how I wanted to live the rest of my life. So I decided to stop tracking and using the app. And sure enough, within a few weeks, I noticed some of the weight start creeping back on. But because I'd wasted all that time tracking my food, instead of focusing on my habits and finding sustainable ways to be healthier and even lose weight if that's what my, do- my body had decided. And probably because I was under eating during those months of tracking, that weight started coming back on. And that's when it dawned on me, oh, I've been on a diet for these past few months. And now this is the yo-yo effect that all dieting has where the weight comes back on. I remember when I got pregnant with my fifth child, I was kind of relieved because now I could blame the weight gain on my pregnancy and not on the fact that I had lost the weight through an unsustainable diet and my body was just naturally putting that weight back on. Sure enough, I ended up at a higher weight than I had started at before tracking my food. So as you can see, there can be a lot of cons to tracking your food. But now let's get into some of the pros. When would I actually recommend tracking? Is there ever a time when it could be helpful? I think there are a few instances when tracking your food for a short period of time, I want to emphasize that again, for a short period of time can be helpful. I think it can be helpful sometimes to use as a learning tool just to find out what's in the food you're eating, generally speaking, It can help you learn how certain foods make you feel when you eat them, how certain amounts of foods make you feel, how long do you stay full after eating certain foods. This kind of information can be really helpful when trying to create healthier habits or just get some general information about the food you're eating. Kind of to go along with this, another reason I think tracking can be helpful is that it can bring a lot of awareness to your eating habits. It can really help you see when and what and why you're eating. Oftentimes there can be a big disconnect between what we think we're eating and what we actually are eating. Sometimes our brains like to play little tricks on us. We conveniently forget things that we ate earlier in the day so that we can enjoy more pleasure foods later on. And it's just nice to have that information to look at to help increase your awareness. Tracking food can help you know if you're getting adequate protein and carbs and fiber and all the various micronutrients. It can help show you if you're getting enough calories throughout the day to sustain your needs. It can also bring awareness around if you're emotionally eating at all, if you're turning to food in response to emotions. It can bring awareness around cravings and hunger and fullness signals and all of those things can be really valuable information and tracking your food for a little while can help you get all of that information. Another instance in which I might recommend somebody track food is 
to help pinpoint or troubleshoot specific issues. Maybe you've been having digestive issues or you suspect you might have a food allergy or sensitivity or intolerance and you want to pinpoint what the problem food might be. Maybe you're having sleep problems or different symptoms like headaches or low energy and you want to see if if it's a certain food that's causing these issues. So in these cases, it can be really helpful to track your food throughout the day and then also track your symptoms and see if anything lines up see if any of the symptoms seem to be caused by the food you're eating. I actually did this very thing not not too long ago. I mentioned in the last podcast episode, or maybe it was the one before, that I've recently noticed that I'm really sensitive to spicy foods. I've always been a little sensitive and had very low tolerance for spicy foods my whole life. But over the last few years, I've had some digestive issues I haven't really known where those were coming from, and so I finally decided to start tracking my food to see if it was something I was eating that was causing my problems. Originally, I thought maybe I had a dairy intolerance, and so I cut out dairy for a little while, and then I slowly started reintroducing it, expecting my symptoms to worsen, and they didn't. I found actually I was just fine eating dairy, and so I kept tracking, and eventually one day after eating a fairly spicy meal. I had a bunch of issues that night and the next day. And I gave it a few days. I tested it again with another spicy meal. And sure enough, the same thing happened. And so through food tracking, I was able to pinpoint the foods that were giving me issues. And that was really valuable information. And my gut has been much, much happier since discovering that information. Another time I would recommend tracking food is when you're trying to create a new habit. Now, this might not be necessary for every new food habit you're trying to create, but a lot of times tracking your food can help create some accountability, be it accountability to yourself or if you're working with a dietitian or a doctor or something, just the act of writing it down as well as being able to look back over your day can, again, help create that awareness, but also provide that accountability if you're trying to create a new habit. This is something I do every once in a while when I feel like I've been overdoing it on fun foods. A lot of times after a vacation or after a season like now around the holidays when I just tend to enjoy fun foods a little bit more often than normal. After a while of that, I can kind of start feeling it in my body and I know that it would be helpful to maybe take a step back from these foods and have a little bit less. A lot of times for a week or two, I will track my fun food intake. Sometimes I'll track the grams of sugar I'm having. Sometimes I'll just track the foods themselves. But just having this awareness and this accountability to myself can help me kind of get back on track and back to creating some different habits that can help limit these fun foods a little bit. Another example is maybe you're trying to get more protein into your diet or trying to make sure that you eat breakfast more often or that you're getting consistent meals throughout the day. These are all times when when you're trying to create that habit, it could be useful to track for a while just to bring that accountability and awareness around creating the new habit. And then finally, another time it might be useful to track food is to help you overcome any fear foods that you have. These are foods or maybe even entire food groups that you might be afraid to eat because you've been told they're toxic or 
you should stay away th- from them for some reason, or maybe you just feel a lot of shame and guilt when eating those foods and you want to avoid that feeling, tracking these foods and then noticing how your body feels after any thoughts or feelings that are coming up after you're eating them. That can be some really helpful information to help you overcome that fear and anxiety. So those are the main times I might recommend tracking food. Once again, that's when you're using it as a learning tool, when you're trying to create more awareness around your eating habits, when you're trying to troubleshoot any specific issues, when trying to create a new habit, and when trying to overcome fear foods. I want to briefly just talk about different ways to track. There's the good old pen and paper, just writing things down the good old-fashioned way. You could also use a Google Doc, and maybe you have a shortcut to it on your phone, something that's really easy to get to. Could be a document or a spreadsheet. This is usually what I prefer since my phone is always nearby, and if you are trying to track any specific numbers, then using a spreadsheet can be an easy way to automatically calculate those numbers. And then there are those tracking apps that I talked about earlier. These are nice because they usually have the nutrition information of a lot of foods already in them. You don't have to go on Google or find somewhere to look it up. But I'm not usually a huge fan of these apps, mainly for the reasons I mentioned earlier. A lot of times their focus is on weight loss. A lot of them encourage you to meet certain calorie or macro goals each day. They might even send little notifications to you throughout the day. They'll insinuate that you're being good or bad based on what you're tracking And I do not like any of those kinds of messages. Also, there's not usually space to write down notes like how you feel when you're eating and anything like that. And actually, a few years ago, one of the popular food tracking apps had a significant data breach, which affected over 150 million users, where their usernames, their email addresses, their passwords were all exposed. And it was a a huge fiasco. So there's always that privacy concern as well. But if you love using those apps and if you feel like that's the best option for you, then that is an available tool out there. So what's the bottom line when it comes to tracking? Frankly, I feel like it's just really not necessary for the most part. I feel like tuning into hunger and fullness and satisfaction cues is way more sustainable and enjoyable and effective and a much better way to help make good food choices throughout the day. But if you do think it'd be beneficial for one of those reasons I mentioned earlier, then remember that you should not ever need to keep tracking food for more than a few weeks. Maybe a month, I imagine, is the most that I can think of you would ever need. You can generally get all of the information you need from just a few weeks of tracking. And if you do decide to track your food for some reason, I would just go into it with the mindset of this is a short-term, temporary thing I'm doing. Also, if you have a history of eating disorders, I would be extremely cautious of doing any sort of food tracking, even if it's for the reasons that I thought were good reasons to track. It just, again, might be a really slippery slope that you don't want to even get near. And if you happen to be somebody who just loves tracking your food, you've been doing it for years, you see no negative side effects, you really, really want to continue. I'm not here to take that away from you. I just caution you to be very, very careful, be vigilant in keeping your head in the right space, and also know that there are other options. There are other ways to live a healthy lifestyle 
meet your health goals, all of those things without having to track everything you eat. So those are my two cents on whether tracking food is helpful or harmful. It just comes down to why you're doing it, how long you're doing it for, and where your head is while you're doing it. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're looking for some help with creating healthy habits in your life without getting sucked into diet mentality while you're doing it, feel free to hop over to my website, jennawaite.com. Click on programs and check out my online course that was designed to help women do exactly that. I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, real quick before you go, if you found this episode helpful, would you do me a huge favor and take just a minute or two to leave me a rating and review? It really helps the show get found by more people and it just lights me up to know that the show is helping someone out there. Thank you so much.